Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. And that's the important one. My name is Alex. Mohanad is here. Hello. Hello. And Bernie is here. What up? What up? What up? Uh, Bernie, you are lying in bed. Can you tell us why? <laughs> I'm lying in bed because the internet in my house is unreliable. And for some reason, the modem can only be in one place, which is my bedroom. So the connector there, I have to sit on my bed and look completely unserious <laughs> and do this, which is why this is only an audio <laughs> medium. I only brought that up because I want the listeners to know what we go through to, to bring this to them every week. <laughs> Bernie is having to lie in bed to do this. So I hope you appreciate the it. The sacrifices. Right? Yeah, it's a burden I have to bear. It's, it's, it's times of hardship, but we'll get through them. <laughs> Um, speaking of times of hardship, let's get this over with. Manad, uh, Arsenal lost 3-0 to Liverpool. It was a fucking shambles. <laughs> you know how every time we there's a game and then I hear the same comments of this is the worst game we've played this season. And I'm like, you guys just forget other games. Like, this was horrible. But, like, there was <laughs> bad games this season. Like, I think this is a season where we lost the most. I think like 13 losses or no, seven losses already or something. Like, it's just been a really, really bad season by any standard. Um, it's just been so underwhelming. And every time we kind of think that we're a little bit out of the woods, you know, we're looking a bit better. We seem to have a plan. Things come crumbling down. And I think, I think this game, it showed something alarming for me. It was this formation, or at least the attacking kind of part of it, mm. was what we had planned at the start of the season, going into the season. Like as that left, oh, sorry, like as that central, Obama Yang left, Pepe right, with Partey, and then yes, I know we were missing Shaka, but that's kind of what we had planned going into the season. And the more you think about it, the more you think we were really bailed out by Saka and Smithrow stepping up. 100%. That was not part of the plan, or at least not the way that they did. Yes, uh, like Saka was going to be involved, but it wasn't clear yeah. in, in which position or how influential he would be. It was a left back at the start of the season, to be fair. So, yeah. like, it was, like, not that influential. He's going to play left back a little bit, cover for engine tyranny, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Smith-Rowe was not really supposed to be anything major this season. Yeah, come in for a couple of Europa League games. And then they just seemed to really, I mean, in quotation, save our season, just in the fact that, you know, I think it's just worrying that this is, this is the front five or front four that we wanted to start the season with and had it planned. And this is how bad it was going to be all season if those two hadn't, hadn't um, kind of come through. But also, someone made a really good point. I think Arteta is getting a little bit lucky with no fans in the stadium. I think this would have turned, this season would have turned really toxic. I know the fans understand, and we keep talking about the fans get it. It's his first season, it's bad, it's tough. It's, but I just think in the moment, in the heat of the moment, I think it would have turned a little bit ugly when, you know, I think it's the record losses at home, the least amount of goals we scored at home ever. Like it's some, it's just really bad stats all around. I, that's an interesting point. I, I'm not sure. And, and the reason I'll say that is because fans in the stadium are usually a little more uh, patient than fan, the, the reactions that you see online. And the reactions that I've seen online, and this is bearing in mind that, you know, your timeline is generally an echo chamber and you see what, largely you see similar people to you. But what I've seen has not been, there hasn't been, much Arteta out or you know there's been like he's done this wrong he's done that wrong but there's been largely a decent level of understanding and patience and so I'm not sure that it would be worse in the stadium but I do take your point I think there are a number of managers that have been a bit lucky who who, you know would be fighting a a more difficult atmosphere I don't know what do you think Bernie I think what I mean I don't have nearly the, (laughs) the time or the patience in your echo chamber but um you do see a lot of people saying yeah, he's not it. It's over. But not the aggression of the Emery out. Not the aggression of the Wenger out. It's like, no, he's not it, but whatever. It's like, more of a debate, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's perfectly fine. But then when you look at it, you know, Emery in his first 38 games scored 73 goals. Wenger 76 in the last 38. This guy in 30 has 40. <laughs> he's not going to get anywhere near that. And he has the worst win percentage by far. Like, compared to those three, right? So it has, at least in the Premier League, because it was an FA Cup, it has been a regression in every way, shape, or form. 
Arteta, ha- this team has regressed under Arteta. Now, are there extenuating circumstances? Yes. But this was supposed to be the stabilization period, which it has just not been. Uh, so, we're very stable in mid-table, have been all season. Well, well, well this is... <laughs> I think what happened is they brought Arteta in and they said, make us stable. They just didn't say where. <laughs> they just said, I need consistency. So he's been consistently 10th, just kind of holding the stick from, you know, holding the stick in the middle. He's balancing the league between relegation and champions. So it's kind of like we can go either way from here. I just hope they make it clear in the summer which way we're trying to go. Yeah, like oh, you want to Europe. Europe. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, I see. I thought you meant like England, like Europe. It's like, no, 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 no Europe. No. Now we say all this, and you're in the Europa League. Is it quarters or semis now? We're in quarters, no, no. right? No one keeps track of that. Well, there's, there's something going on. In it's the it's a knockout round. If you lose, yeah. you're out. <laughs> so, so there's a potential. Like I think Arsenal is still set up quite well as a cup team um, to do well, except for one thing, which was, was very such a, weird. Such a subtle dig as a cup team. I mean, this is the point. Uh, I'm not even the cup team because we get losing on semifinals, but. Um, Emery is in your bracket. And in the Europa League, if you get to Emery, it would be such poetic justice if he knocked you out. And I'm here for it. I'm praying for it. I'm waiting for it. I I think it's a very interesting scenario, but I would say one step at a time. Our next game, we first have to kick racism out of football. So Slavia Prague. Yeah. So it's yeah. like one step at a time. We gotta fight one world problem at a time. First it's racism, then it's Emery. You know, like equally important. Mm-hmm. To be fair, you are the reason why Lampard is sacked. You beat Chelsea. So you've shown you can kick racism out of football. We've done our bit. We've done our bit. <laughs> Except they brought in Tuchel, so I don't know about that. Um <laughs> now let's talk about Liverpool a little bit because and maybe not just Liverpool, maybe let's just talk about Diogo Jota. Because he carried Portugal in the international break. He absolutely dominated for them. He's such a great addition for them on there. And then coming back from injury at the right time for Liverpool now, he came on in, what, the 60th minute or something. Like, it was late on in the game, and he absolutely changed this game. He just turned the game on its head. And this is kind of what we've been saying, that something that I feel Firmino lacks, is that kind of grabbing the game, the cover of the neck, and... Yoga Jota just did that, and he really transformed Liverpool. And you know, two, uh, uh, I think two goals um, was just great for him in what 15 minutes that he was, you know, involved in those. So I think, yeah, just about. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we've seen him for Wolves last year, and we said, yes, he is a good player and whatever. And you know, similar to maybe what a Pedro Neto is doing this season or whatever, but it wasn't like I just never expected this kind of good. I mean, even the way he's attacking headers. Right. Like there's this determination and willingness to just make something happen no matter what. Right. And whenever a player does that, it's scary for the for the opposition, because what like Jota came on and we kind of had a feeling, OK, this game is going to turn because we've talked about, you know, Salah scored a lot of goals, but he doesn't have the determination. Mane has determination, but doesn't have the end product anymore. And now you have this sort of. Middle, and then Firmino is just whatever, get him, get him the hell out. And, and Jota is like this happy medium where it's just he's eager to prove himself, but he has the skills as well. It's wonderful. But it was this game was it was weird because it showed to me up until Jota showed up, it showed the this was a good summary of these two teams. Liverpool had all the ball, but they were useless. Literally all the in, ball in front of in front of goal, which really they actually have been. Like, so aside, sure, they've been woeful in front of goal. And part of that was Jota being injured. But then the flip side was Arsenal, which is absolutely catastrophic and did not want to play football at all. Like, there was no intent to play, not even defend, just not the intent to do anything. Pretty much like, no no shots on target for Arsenal. I think you'll mm-hmm. see one in the stats, but that's useless. It's not really a shot on target. Um, you know, their center back is Kabak and Nathaniel Phillips. We didn't even attempt to put any sort of pressure. You look at the average positions of the Arsenal players post-game, you know, those stats, they show you the maps. It's all behind the halfway line. Literally every player's average position is behind the halfway line. Like, it was really, really bad overall, uh, stats-wise as well. Yeah, I, I thought, I mean, obviously Liverpool weren't up against much, as as we've just said, but I thought Kabak looked the most comfortable I've seen him. And part of that, and I think I think a lot of Liverpool players looked a lot more comfortable, and part of that was because Fabinho was back in, back in midfield. Mm-hmm. They just look so much better with him there. Thiago looks more comfortable. Trent 
like this was Trent's best game for a long time. And obviously there was a lot of chat about him because Southgate left him out of the England squad, which I rated as a move, by the way. I thought <laughs> every once in a while, Southgate needs to do something just because I don't think he is a soft lad, but he comes across that way, right? So every once in a while, he just has to do something a bit hard, like a bit edgy. And I think but, this is a good call. And then Trent responded to so that edgy. I don't huh? even think it was that edgy because I I genuinely don't think he likes that dude. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he can because you know him, right? Southgate is a bit of like he tries to show you I'm this tiki taka Englishman, but really he's an old head because he loves Trippier and Walker. Like he loves those two men. Like trust me, Chet may not go like to this Euros, but I point, I, I was having this. Today. I was having this discussion with my brother and I said Sancho and Trippier will always be picked under Southgate because it shows that he's hipster and that he follows English <laughs> players in other leagues. Because if you don't pick Trippier, it's always because, oh, we don't know that he's playing well with Atleti, you don't follow. It's not like, oh, well, Trippier's not playing well. It doesn't matter. The agenda is set. You have to pick Trippier because then it shows that you follow him with Atleti. It just Someone, means- sorry, go on. No, that's it. Uh, someone should tell Southgate that Dazen has 11 minute highlights now. He doesn't need to go all the way out there and watch whole game, but he wants to. He wants to. Well, like, like to your point, Trent put in a great cross, mm. and that was all he did in the game. Like, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, Mohammed. Here's what irritated me. Who was your left? It was Aubameyang. Right? Oh, okay, yes. About here, here's my annoyance. About the new haircut, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 calling him the Jalof Travis Scott, which which is which is hilarious if anyone knows who Travis Scott is. But he didn't give a shit. And if there's one thing that we all know, the one tactic in world football that everyone knows is run at Trent. <laughs> Just run in his general direction. Trent will allow you a free pass. And Aubameyang didn't give a shit. Aubameyang is not made for the way we play him. We play him where he has to create like first of all he has to start his starting position is at left back helping out Tierney and then he has to create some sort of a build up on the halfway line with Lacazette out of all people it's just not going to work like Aubameyang needs to be at the end of a really good move so either play him in the center and then somehow have a competent team behind him or just like stop wasting all of our time and it just anyways whatever Tierney got injured so there's that fantastic our best could Martinelli play on the left don't even get me started. Yeah, I mean, could yes. I mean, he came on for Aubameyang, he, so he came on in that position. Okay, I'm and sure then, I find solutions to the problem here because it's, it's, it's the a, solution it's is to sell him problem. because long term this isn't going to work now. very well, but we can't. So you can't. It's a problem. <laughs> anyway, it's unless we can work out some golf deal. Mohamed, any any leads? Well, why don't we just send him to Madrid for Odegaard? Because they don't want him. They're not also, like they're stupid, uh, but they're not uh, that stupid. Also, Benzema is in, in the form of his life. Listen, I don't. Even though Benzema is in the form of his life, I don't think you want Benzema and Aubameyang on the same team doing like fly guy. I, I, who's the sauciest? <laughs> like, I don't think that's a good idea. Just making music videos, <laughs> music video battle offs, or whatever. Anyways, at least all we're the, not all Chelsea, the twenty-year-old right? Brazilians standing there going like, "What is going on?" Yeah, I swear. What's his name, Vinicius? Yeah. But, yeah, that, that was that. Um, so, it, a number of people commenting after this game saying they, they feel like Liverpool might go on a run now. I would say they might, but, like, don't get too carried away. Arsenal really were bad. So, I wouldn't put too much we've, into this. But we, 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 we've, talk, we've, we've talked about this. AFC stands for Arsenal Football Charity. You have a bad run or a really bad stat that you're trying to get out. You know, a player hasn't scored in 20 games or a team hasn't won in this or that. Is that just come play us? We'll make it all good. You're going to go on your run. Everything's going to be great. The perfect transition. Speaking of uh, runs, Chelsea were on 14 games unbeaten. They ran into Fat Sam. <laughs> Well, they ran into Thiago Silva getting a red card, to be fair. Fat Sam, oh my God, up to that point, literally up to the point where was Brom scored a goal, Sam Allardyce was, I actually struggled to remember his name because I just call him Fat Sam now. <laughs> Sam Allardyce actually just could not look bothered on the bench. Like he had, he completely threw the game away. He just could not care. And then he started to get into it a little bit. But yeah, how do you guys feel about the, the two yellows for Thiago? So, I didn't see the first yellow. I saw the second one, and I was like, well, if the first one was a yellow, the second one's a yellow. But I don't know. Like, There are two ways I think about it. I didn't see the first one, so whatever. But if they're close together, I feel like the ref probably could have, like, 
They're only right, 20 the minutes had apart. Gone, right? yeah. The ball had gone. So it is a foul, but sure, the ball's gone. I'm going to give you one more warning. I feel that way. Well, of everybody course, gets I, three yellows, right? We know this. This is true. Ideally, <laughs> you get your free one first and then... Yeah. He, he didn't get a free one. He just got like, boom, boom, yeah. and you're out. I feel you get your free one in between the two, I feel, is when you get your free one. I feel like the ref gives the first one, it's to the rules. Second one's like, I don't really want to give a red card this game. And then you get your third one if you're an idiot. But Cause, also, cause he, I feel Thiago is trying to block the ball and kind of carry it over into the player more than he intended to. Which, which, we, which we know is a foul. Yeah. But it's, I, I agree. This could have been the one where you go, hey, buddy. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> calma, <laughs> calma. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. I I approved of the decision. I thought it was absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> because like at that point, you're not thinking right. They're going to collapse, and West Brom are going to smack yeah. five past them. Like we we we've talked about this before, but I'm very much of the opinion that being down to ten men is far more psychological than it is. You know, practical. Alex is insane. Alex basically basically is like. The ref probably told Thiago, listen, man, I'm sending you off, but it's fine. This is West Brom. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if I was the ref and they were t- and he was back chatting to me, I would say something like this. I'd be like, look at your team. Look at theirs. Don't worry about it. You're 45 years old. Take your one game suspension. Have a relax. To, to be fair, though, West Brom's goals were all world class. <laughs> They, they just turned prime 2009 Barcelona. Yeah, it was just like, how is this happening? It was like it's not like they were bombarding Chelsea. Just everything went in. The so Pereira was like, "I'm the flair. I'm the flair guy. It's my it's my turn." He's like, "I'm just gonna lob you, boop, lob the tallest goalkeeper in the league, basically. Like whatever, mate." I was like, yeah. "Okay, buddy." It's Thank crazy. you for bringing that up, Bernie. Um, big day in the Mendy rankings. He's slipped further down. He's in the relegation zone at this point. Every time he comes off his line, he goes down the rankings. He doesn't learn. You know that you know that that meme of DiCaprio just pointing like ah, ah that's it. That's exactly what and I was like, Mo was like is gonna say this or something say this because he was off his line and it's like it's a tactic now, just lob him. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna yeah. work. Oh god. People said that uh Big Sam was not happy with the result because it didn't it wasn't really on brand. It's making him look like he can play football. And that's not what he gets hired to do. So the, what was it? The third one with Callum Robinson, the, mm-hmm. the cross and like the he jumped up and volleyed it. I was the like, contact Come was on. beautiful. Oh, was. Oh, I think was. wasn't isn't the stat that Callum Robinson has like four or three goals a season, they're all against Chelsea. Something like that. I think he not, yeah, all his goals in the Premier League against yeah. Chelsea. Every single one of them crazy um i will take this opportunity to introduce a question from uh cameron at cam h on twitter who says top four and relegation predictions we'll just do relegation for now we'll do top four later but his hot take big sam saves west brom he has better fixtures than his relegation competition what do you think i will tell you looking at the table that west brom are now know who they play Okay, you look that up while I tell you the table. Yeah, West, yeah. West, West Brom, uh, they've played 30 games. They have 21 points. Fulham above them are on 26 points, but have played 31. So they are five points behind Fulham with a game in hand. And Newcastle, they are eight points behind, having played the same amount of games. So realistically, I think only they're only going to catch Fulham, if, if anyone. Yeah, but they're going to make up eight points in eight games. That's what they really need to do, right? I, I, don't, I don't see it. They have to play. I mean, they might be beat Hasenhutl, but they have to play Leicester, Villa. <laughs> they have to play Arsenal. They might win that. What I thought, I thought Cam said it was easy. Yeah, they Liverpool, West Ham, and then Leeds at the last. Nah, man. Bro, bro, these the list of names you just said. Arsenal would literally lose to every single team. <laughs> what do you mean they have an easy picture? You just said every top team. In the league. <laughs> wait, 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 but you say again. So here we go. Southampton. Okay, Leicester. Loss. Villa. Loss. Draw. Wolves. Uh, maybe. Draw. Okay, fine. We'll give you that one. Arsenal. Yeah. Draw. <laughs> lose. Uh, like you lose. Uh, Liverpool. Loss. Loss. Yeah. West Ham. Loss. And in the end, at Leeds. Loss. They're going to get like maybe between now and the end of the season, maybe five points. Yeah. yeah they're, they're going down. Like yes. they can't, like even if Newcastle. <laughs> Drop out of the league. Like, they're, they're, you guys play no more games. West Brom doesn't look like they could get eight points. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. No. Sorry. Sorry, Cam. I don't, I don't think no. so. Really, it's just can Fulham catch Newcastle? So, so Fulham wait. on 26, Newcastle on 29. 
Newcastle have a game in hand, though, but I don't can, know who it is. Can I read you Newcastle's? Because it's actually kind of funny. Please. Burnley. Good. Not West winning Ham. that. Not no. winning that. Liverpool. No. Not winning that. Arsenal. Might win that. Leicester. No. Nope. Man City. Wow. <laughs> Sheffield United. Yep. Sure. And then they end at Fulham. <laughs> oh, Newcastle Fulham. That's a game to watch at the end of the season. I want it to be close enough. It yeah. Fun now. <laughs> What's his name? Andy Johnson needs to come back for that game. Good point. The thing is, to you guys' point, Newcastle have a harder run in, but I don't expect West Brom to claim eight. To like, make eight points on them. Yeah. Okay. But Bernie has the fixture guy. Just run us through Fulham and then, then we're done. Hold on. I've got Brighton looked up, but. No, I'll no, go. no, 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 no. Okay. Forget Brighton. They're on 32. They're fine. Fulham fixture. <laughs> he said, hopefully. Famous <laughs> last words. Remember when 40 was all you needed to stay up? Now it's oh, the... mate. Jesus. Okay. Fulham. Wolves. Okay. Arsenal. All right. Chelsea. No. Oh, okay, a guy sent off. You'll be all right. Yeah. Burnley. No. No. Southampton. No. Man United. No. And Newcastle's last okay, one. Okay, so you know what I think is going to happen? I think five teams are going to get relegated. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, everything is... Okay, to be fair, though, to the Premier League, most teams that you say seem competent now like yeah like it's it, there isn't that like whole like oh there's 10 really shit teams that get to play each other like outside of the, the bottom three everyone you say sounds okay so yeah you can't really you can't really predict anything can happen but i just i like fulham's running better than it better than the other two i don't know if that means anything <laughs> in reality but i've i like their running better than definitely newcastle <laughs> that's for sure uh yeah i'm gonna go with Fulham surviving by like a point or on goal difference or something. Like it's going to be very close. It will, but I think they'll just. On goal difference is in like minus 21. Yeah. <laughs> Newcastle have minus 20. I think Fulham have minus 17. Minus 17 so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm really sad because I think it's going to go against my Nigerian brothers in Fulham. Um, yeah. I think the, the, the exact combination we have now, Sheffield United, West Rom and Fulham are going down. Well, speaking of your Nigerian brethren, I mean, we talked about this this weekend, but the Egyptian brethren of uh, of Aston Villa with uh, Trezeguet <laughs> dominated the Nigerian boys. Uh, but this was a collapse. by Philip. Like, this is not helping their case. What? Like, no. I think one nil up in the close to the 80th minute, like just see it out and a horrendous last 10 minutes of the game where they can see three goals like that. I mean, this is why you're in the relegation zone, but this is not helping your case with eight games to go. This was a very, very big three points. You could have just held on for 10 minutes. This would have been huge. Um, but yeah, not not looking good for them after that. Villa coming back really well without Grealish. Again, they just lack the creativity at the beginning of the game and then they just seem to pick it up a little bit at the end. They just have these these guys that, like they're not world beaters, obviously, but they just make very, and have been making very solid contributions all season. Mm-hmm. Like, El Ghazi chips in with a few. Uh, Bertrand Traore, ridiculous player, human being, but you know, <laughs> uh, must, he, he must have what, like seven to ten assists. Well, at he, this point yeah, in the season? Yeah, like, he, he he's killed he's it. contributing. Ollie Watkins has been a brilliant signing. Douglas Louise and John McGinn as uh, in, in central midfield are, are very solid, and we've already spoken about the back four a lot this season. And Martinez, sorry, the back five. So like, they're just a very solid team. They are very solid team. I, I like them. I like them. They're fun. Yeah. And I was, it's, it's always enjoyable to have a team with a manager who, like, you just hadn't heard of until, until they popped into the Premier League, you know? Like, not a clue. Anyway, uh, what else we got? Um, speaking of managers that no one should have heard of, that was an awful segue. But, you know, Jose Mourinho is a dick. And <laughs> that was not where I thought we were going, but, uh, but sure, I, I, I like it. <laughs> Newcastle 2, Tottenham 2. Uh, okay, Tottenham committed uh, many sins here, one of which is letting Joel Linton score, um, that sackable offence. The other is allowing Newcastle, who, as we, as we have mentioned, have a goal difference of minus 20 and an XG generally of probably about the same, um, to have 40 shots on goal. Their 40? XG, 40 shots on goal. Their XG was four, which is higher than it's been ever. Um, like... Just and then Mourinho has the audacity to blame the players. I just I can't with this guy. Yeah, I mean Willock came on the 
Arsenal boy to uh, to put the dagger in the, in Tottenham's back, which I loved. I but love to that be fair, I, I watched this. I watched the second half. Like the first half seems to be Spurs were on it, and then I watched the second half. It was one of those early games, and it just seemed to be all Newcastle, man. Like mm-hmm. it was all Newcastle, and they were playing with a lot of energy. I mean, if Joe Linton was any bit more useful, he would have like two more goals this game. There was yep. one at two one that it was just he. I, I, I got mad. Like, I got jumped out of bed when he missed that one. It was, like, just before they scored the equalizer. Um, but, yeah, and, and, and again, Vinicius starting up top with Kane. Um, no bail. LaCelso in midfield. Like, it was a bit of a shuffle lineup for, for Spurs. Um, Joe Rodon. And it's such an American-sounding name. <laughs> Joe, Joe Rodon. Yeah. Sounds like a, a cowboy, a little bit. Yeah. Like it was, it was the same team as as they played last game. But that this lineup is the one that he picked to punish all the players for the Zagreb incident. So it's like it's he not it's not his actual team. It's it's an emotional or it's a, it's a psychological lineup, which it's, is it was a, it was a stupid lineup. Like he he needs to take the blame for that. And I mean, I want to talk about the defenders for a second. One who played and one who didn't. One who played Davinson Sanchez, fucking hell! Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex, your boy is done. Like, okay, I renounced boy. my boy a long time ago. Oh, you did, yeah, but okay, he was your boy at one point. So, oh, yeah, yeah for hey, sure. hey, if I had to have, deal with Soldado for five years, I'll like, wear it. I'm sorry, it's fine. like, yeah, you have to. So we get that <laughs> out the way, trash bag. But what he said about Alderweireld was very weird. Mm-hmm. So, have you? Did you guys see this? Where he said that Alderweireld and someone else weren't Aurea. in the squad or because they came back late from internationals and they couldn't train and i think they couldn't do their covid test but then someone released pictures of tottenham training the day before <laughs> and, he, and <laughs> he was there alderweireld is there and alderweireld liked the picture on instagram and it's like, <laughs> hey alderweireld you should know that if you like anything that opposes Mourinho on instagram he knows and he will promptly bring cameras to training the next day and shout at you but secondly, why did Mourinho lie like this? I don't understand. Because he is a sociopath. Like yeah, he, li- he blatantly sociopath. lies all the time. Yeah. And, and this is like, if you're starting, okay, so Mourinho comes in, you're like, he might ruffle, he might piss off the young players, the skill players, the flair guys, right? Like we've seen that in Dombele, Ali, whatever. Alderweire came in, he was like, you're my guy. Alderweire <laughs> signed a new contract and, and came out in the press saying like, yeah, you can see why people run through brick walls for this guy. He, he's he's the, he's my manager, right? You're like, okay, cool. That that makes sense as a relationship. Like, if he's managed to piss off a 32 year old centre back, like, there's nothing it's done, man. It's just so he done. Just has Eric Dyer. That's all. He has left. And he's not even in the team. Yeah, not 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 a not good for Tottenham. They're trying to make it into the top four. They're um, three points away from West Ham. Um, Marty, let me ask you because I know what Alex thinks about this, but. Is let's say I think the Carabao Cup final is like next week or this week. Some it's very it's very soon. Mm. Is a Carabao Cup worth this? No. No. There's it's no one not. that will tell you it is. It's just not. Yeah, especially with the, I would say maybe seven years ago, Spurs fans would have said, "I want, just give me my trophy." But with the strides, unfortunately, and I hate to say, it, but the strides that they've made in the last five to seven years or so in terms of their ambitions, the money they've spent, the managers they've had, the players they've had, etc., now has put their ambition way higher than just a Carabao Cup. And yes, there's a whole like you haven't won a trophy in 30 years and whatever. Yeah, these are just that's just banter between fans. But at the end of the day, their ambitions have completely taken a whole new level now since you know Pochettino and even a little bit earlier so this that will not be enough and Mourinho will come out and act like it's a huge trophy and he will say if he wins he will say I got your first trophy in 30 years and he likes to spin stats he loves doing that but mm-hmm. at the end of the day we all know that is not enough with the whole new stadium and the fancy stuff and all that it's just not enough and especially if you're not in Europe players like Kane and Son and you know do you want to play a season again in the, in the Europa League I, I don't know about that and of course Kane scores two Still, he, he literally someone made a joke that he's carrying this team so hard, so much that his ankles are busted <laughs> out as a result. Two good goals. The second, and, you know what? That second goal was fucking brilliant. It really like, was. That and strike. I, I feel like who was in the center? Was that Vinicius potentially waiting yeah. for a? Okay, because that was like good job. Like <laughs> you, you gotta know who you're passing it to because I was thinking Werner in that position would square hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. but Kane with the confidence. 
just went for it and he knew like he just trusts himself way more bro we didn't actually talk about this in the chelsea chelsea discussion but verna had like an open goal and passed it yeah because he is so traumatized by what happened in the Germany. problem with Werner is that it was the right decision or or a good decision let me say it was a good decision that obviously led to a goal and I get it. People are def- rushing to defend him because people are like, oh, he has no confidence, so he didn't shoot. Yes, that is true. He has no confidence, so he didn't shoot. It's a fact that he should have shot that as a, you know, your killer strikers, quote unquote. But was it a bad decision? No. But I'm still going to criticize him because I want my striker. Like, you know, sometimes managers go crazy and they're like, I want you to shoot that and not pass that. Like, I want my manager to tell him that. I just right. do. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. Um Okay, let, let's let's do the second half of, of Cameron's question then while we're here. Top four, what, what do you think? So we've got obviously City ahead by 14 points. United in second with 60, Leicester with 56. West Ham now on 52, Chelsea on 51, Spurs 49, oh. Liverpool 49. It sounds like the question is just whether West Ham can keep this up a little much, bit. Yeah. I know Leicester, Leicester have their moments where they at the end of the season they just fall off. So... We'll get to Leicester, but for now, really, the question is, can West Ham keep this up? And we'll talk about their game, but, like, I feel like Chelsea will... Oh, I don't know. Is Bernie going to run us through fixtures again? <laughs> I'm, I'm literally looking them up. I want to see who's playing who. I don't know. See, I mean, at this point, it's it's a, it's an educated guess, I guess, but it is, at the end of the day, a guess. There isn't really a lot to go by. Like, anybody so, can... I'll, I'll throw this into the mix, which is that Declan Rice looks like he might be out for a while, which means a lot of Mark Noble. And they got away with it today, but mm. like, how much Mark Noble can you get away with? I think Chelsea will nick it. I do. You want my take? I think Liverpool will nick it. Ooh. So I'm just going through. Liverpool have to play Newcastle, done. Well, Leeds, Newcastle, United, Southampton, West Brom. Yep, Liverpool will do it. Burnley and then Palace. Chelsea have a harder run. Uh, Chelsea have to play City. Oh, that's FA Cup. Never mind. Brighton, West Ham, Fulham, City, Arsenal, Leicester, Villa. Nah, it's going mm. to Liverpool. I'm not even going to look at West Ham because I I disregarded them. Um, but it's going to be Liverpool. I feel Liverpool. I don't know why. I just feel if they go on a bit of a run, their fixtures aren't that difficult. The Champions League though comes into play. Like they probably put all their eggs in that bucket right now. They've got a couple of tough games coming up, especially, you know, two games against Madrid and then whoever's the winner from, from the next game they got to play. So I feel like it really depends on how they decide to approach this, this season. If they think, forget it, let's just try and get the Champions League. That might change things a little bit. Chelsea is in a bit of a similar position. So what West Ham have is the advantages focusing on the league. 100%. Because the next the next couple of months is going to get crazy, especially if Chelsea and Liverpool both beat you know, their their next round of the Champions League. So I would say, yeah, I would say after this first round of the Champions League, we'll know a little bit more. But do I think West Ham will hold on? No. I think it'll be Chelsea, Spurs, or Liverpool nicking it in there. Fair enough. I, I fair, don't think sorry. Spurs have a shot. I really don't. They're just to, not good enough. I think to West be Ham fair, Everton. I mean, Everton is technically about Liverpool, Tottenham, no. and Chelsea. I'm saying with the whatever game your hand. brain is doing, tell it. Not. <laughs> yeah, no, not a chance. No, Everton have to finish seventh. It's in the contract. That's true. That's true. All right, so I'm picking Liverpool as my final answer. All right, fair enough. Um, Manchester United two, Brighton one. Uh, Danny Welbs. He tried, he tried to, to paint a picture. He tried to tell a story. He nearly did it. And then, of course, United turned it around with it, it's the late in, goal. It's in every contract that he's ever signed for anyone. <laughs> you will score at Old Trafford and you will celebrate. <laughs> Which I don't mind, whatever. But he, no. he does score against my United every time he plays at Old Trafford. So it's, it's, it's in there. It's in there. Bernie, what did you think about this game overall? Give us a little bit of a United perspective. First half was absolutely disgusting. Um, United didn't have a shot on target. Brighton didn't do very much, but they did pass the ball really well. Um, it was just it was just a poor performance. Second half, I was I liked it. There was a, a hair dryer um, that's come out in the dressing room, and they acted like it. They passed the ball forward. They tried to create chances. They were actually interplaying and moving around, and they pressed. This is how they they got the first goal. So everything they were supposed to do in the first half that they did not do. They did. And good finish by Rashford, eh? Very good finish. Off, off the press and good finish, what we've asked him to do. He's got 20 goals, all competitions now, back-to-back seasons. 
That's good. He's, he's doing the business. Bruno mm-hmm. gets another assist. Of course, bottom half um, team. Which he has to do, you know? Well, Bernie, you, you know how we spoke about twisting some stats around for our benefit. So I'm going to give you a stat here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Beaky came on in the 82nd minute. The game was salvaged in the 83rd. How do you feel about that one? Game changer. I, I, I feel great. You know why? Because Beaky did not actually touch the ball at all in this game. <laughs> he did not touch it Wait, one time. is this a serious stat? It's a serious stat. He didn't touch the ball. No. He for 10 minutes? He did not touch the ball. He just did shuttle runs? What? He did it, touched the ball. And like there there are highlights of people for the second so for the winner where they're like, just watch Van de Beek. Movement, man. Where like he's just <laughs> moving in and out. And I'm like, Bro. And there's so many head accounts doing this. So I'm like, listen, I actually do rate the movement for that goal because it did draw defenders away. But like we're grasping now. <laughs> You know those heat maps? You know those heat maps where there's just the red line from the substitution into the into the into, into the, the semicircle when Gerard got that red against United. Yeah. That's Van der Beek this game just in and out. Um, Pogba played well? Not really. No. I I didn't I didn't think so. I thought it was rusty. Not not that he was poor. He didn't do anything that was particularly of interest to me. And his 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 pass was the one that led to the goal, but Mike Dean got in the way and refused to get out the way. Like it was, he saw it from a mile away and didn't move. So, and they intercepted it and then scored. But I don't know. It was, it was okay. It was all right from him. Nothing. I think nothing you're on the record as, as having a preference for him to go in the summer, aren't you? Yes. Like ideally. But yes. I think it, it occurred to me the other day, I was thinking about this, that if the Haaland thing drags on, Rail is just not going to have time for this. He's going to be busy. <laughs> I, I I want him to go because I don't want Raiola anywhere near my club. Not yeah. because of Pogba himself, but I now believe that he's going to sign a new contract. I don't think he goes. I don't think anyone can raise, afford him. Disgusting. I don't think we will, but I don't think anyone can afford him. Except for PSG, who we keep lumping for everyone like go to PSG. But you know, no one can afford him. More no. interestingly to me is the David De Gea thing, because I think now it's it's done. This This game shows... Henderson is the number one. And it's a bittersweet moment, but it's about time. Well, I mean, yeah, but as we be just... number one for England too, right? Because right now it's between mm-hmm. what, him and Pope, maybe. I mean, Pickford, I know, is in the, I hope he's not in the in the running, but I think most England fans are picking between Pope and Henderson. I can pretty much guarantee that Pickford will start the Euros because <sighs> Southgate loves him. He loves his ability on the ball. If Henderson is the number one for the rest of the season, it would be disgraceful of him to pick Pickford and I think his job will be on the he'll be fact and this will be one of the decisions that people go you picked T-Rex hands over the keeper of the second best team in the the league like don't be stupid like that's how that's how he'll be judged maybe I mean you you have to say it would be quite early for Henderson to be the number one for England like international tournament tournament he's barely played in qualifying like the sample size both for me it's both for me uh, yeah, I think on merit. Yeah. In in any environment where Jordan Pickford is not the the can, leading candidate, I I accept that. But when Jordan Pickford is, and then the Burnley keeper is, listen at that point, just toss it up and let's see what happens. <laughs> Fair enough. I think ultimately it's not going to make too much difference, really. Um, but yeah, as we, as we've discussed before, like even if you think it's over and Henderson is the number one, I don't know what you think you're going to do with the hair. PSG again, like. <laughs> That's all we can do. You're going to need a direct line to Pochettino and the owners. Be like, please. And well, who knows if he'll be there at the end of the season. Oy. Little shout out for Lille and Jonathan David, who's ruptured his ankle ligaments, scoring a goal at BTS. Which ends Lille's title <laughs> campaign. Uh, lovely stuff. All right. I want to talk about the Champions League. So let's rattle through the rest of the oh, Premier we League. No, 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 no. What? Alex, we're not going two weeks in a row with not mentioning Man City. Like, we're not, we're not going to do that. No, no, no. They're next. How? In the rattling off part? Yeah. <laughs> they beat Leicester. Shouldn't we like not rattle on? <laughs> like give them also, some... also, also, we have Mendy rankings here. Yeah. Yes. So we should talk about Mendy rankings for sure. That's the only thing I've got written down, to be honest. <laughs> it's a great, it's a nice little goal though with his right. And I was watching this and my brother texted me. He's like, Pepe. Uh, sorry, Pep Guardiola. Just he seems to really like Mendy. 
all the issues aside, all yeah. the unprofessionalism, all the really bad fitness, all this stuff, it just seems when Mendy's available, he really wants to play him. He just seems to like him a lot. And Mendy has his moments, and this was one of them. It's a brilliant right-footed finish from him. So mm-hmm. can't there, take it away. There are lots of quite convincing arguments that Pep is a bit racist, but Mendy is the strongest one that he isn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um I thought I was very disappointed in Leicester in this game mm-hmm. because they, a bit like Arsenal-Liverpool, the less so, they just did not come out to play at all, like at all. And you would think that with the pace of Vardy, um, who's the other guy? Well, um, Inacho and then with Jose Perez start the game. There's yep. pace in yep. this team. Yep. If there's one thing that City don't know how to deal with is pace, and they never even used it. It was really unfortunate tactically in that sense. And I don't know. It, it was a it was a shambolic performance from them. And City, like Pep, trotted out Aguero just because. Like you know, you know, he didn't actually feel like Aguero deserved to play. It was we just announced that you're leaving. Well, we didn't talk about this so, actually. Let's talk about it. Know. So Aguero, Aguero officially said he's leaving at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. He's taking it slow in terms of picking where he's gonna go. Um, but it would be interesting. I mean, where do you guys see him? And do not say PSG. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you guys potentially see him? Like Aguero, like, you know, he's still, I don't know. I mean, his legs and his injuries and all that. But like, where, where Barca. could he, Barca? Okay, yeah, with Messi and Barca. I mean, yeah, that's, that's an great option for Argentina. Um, but like, he's free, right? And they're broke. And then he gets to play with Messi. Like, they're not going to be in the Holland sweepstakes this year or next year. Like, it, mm. they need a striker. Aguero can probably still do a job in La Liga. I feel like not not like it's a disgrace, but I think the pace of it and the way the game will be played will suit him. So I, I think that's a good. I think that's where he's going to end up. I think he'll he'll go to Spain or Italy. I think he'd be fine for another year or two in either. I think Barcelona will try and sign Haaland. Like Laporta needs to make some kind of statement, and you know they'll magic the money up from somewhere. Um, but he could very well be a backup option for them if they, if they don't win that. Race, Here's which they may, win, they may well not. Atleti too. They love a free, free old striker. Here's a thought. Um, Kane leaves. Where again? Who's spending that money? If Kane leaves, I'm just okay. saying. Okay. Let, that, that's that's my scenario. I'm putting out there. Kane leaves. Oh, PSG. Of the move. Kane, Kane leaves PSG. PSG. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. And plays, you know, <laughs> plays in the 40 man PSG squad. Um, <laughs> so would Spurs take on Aguero, even if it's not as a first? Not even as not a starter, but potentially just to have that experience there, that option there. Like I could see Jose Mourinho would love it because he loves an old, old washed up sod. But Aguero wouldn't do that to himself. So I I would say well, a I think yeah, I think Aguero realizes at this point that he needs to go to a slower league. I think I think he'd be mad not to realize that. And B. Yeah, Mourinho does love an old git, but he likes an old big git, and Aguero's an old little git. Juventus were discussed. What do you think of that as an option? Again, they love a free transfer. They do. They do love a free transfer. But maybe that's to their detriment. <laughs> oh, 100%. Here's the thing. If they keep Ronaldo, they can't afford anything else. Like, they just can't afford anything else. So well, if, they if, they, if they can get rid of Rabio and Ramsey, that opens up one spot. True. Aguero. True. And then... Well, you can't sell Morata anymore because he's literally been everywhere. Yeah, um, he's or yeah. been around the town. Have him on the bench, it's fine. If Inter lost either of Lotaro or Lukaku, and I don't think they will, maybe Lotaro, but they could they could replace him with Aguero and probably be fine. Well, like, and someone needs to clarify, and maybe we'll talk to the CRI expert, like Inter's financial situation, because I've heard some weird things about that, and like. So apparently they defaulted on the second half of the payment for, to United for Lukaku, which cool. triggers an immediate clause. And they can't afford Hakimi apparently to keep him at right back, right? Yeah, something like that. So apparently, like, there's a clause where something happens in terms of United either brings, like, can, can I don't know. But, you know, there's something about them owing United money and United being like, we want one of your players, something like this. I don't remember exactly what it I is. I think but... what it was was United said, we're going to send you three represent three Spanish representatives. <laughs> And then we'll fax you over this offer. And then it all kind of broke down. Or, or United are like, if you don't pay us the full fee for Lukaku, <laughs> we'll send you three more United players. <laughs> of our choice. <laughs> um, 
if I, I mean, was United, I, mean, I would try and leverage that into Barella. But sorry, man. I was going to say the type of player that Inter seems to be signing, Lingard would fit the bill a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, if, United if, if West Ham get priced out of him because he does too well for West Ham. Hmm. And you know Lingard wants to go to, to the continent and, and, and be saucy as well. So that's, that's possible. But we didn't talk about him. He's been brilliant. He's, oh. he's, he's been absolutely brilliant. And the goal he scored today, the assist, the as Mo likes to call it, pre-assist, like he did it all today. This was a virtuoso performance. I think the, the whole goal from West Ham was brilliant. I think it was Fornell's back heel to uh, the right back, I believe it was. And then just a brilliant run from from Lingard. But I have to say, Connor Cody did not really shower himself in glory in that move. Like, he's mm-hmm. just so committed. Uh, you know, we get it. Uh, what's his name? Striker, West Ham striker. What's Antonio. Antonio did a great run. He completely opened up space. I want to say, you know, that a lot of that goal comes down to him. He did. That, I agree. You know, if he just stood there like a lump, like if he was a Giroud, it would have been, you know, horrendous. <laughs> but he, he ran across. He opened up the space. But like, Cody needs to also pick his poison. Like the risk factor started to really go towards Lingard and he did nothing to shift towards Lingard. He's just like, well, I've committed to this one and it's over. And I just thought that was really bad from him. I, I, I agree. I think, I think that was a good, very good run from Antonio. It did free up a lot of space and Cody is not intelligent enough. Do you think West Ham fans are posting the clip being like, just watch the movement. Just watch the movement. <laughs> They're, they're not that insane. Beaky-esque. Uh, they, they blow bubbles, but they're not that insane. <laughs> uh, just, sorry, just quickly on the, on the City game. Um, Pep said that they're not going to spend $150 million to buy a striker. Eli. And it's the only thing that Pep has ever said in the last, like, four years, I actually believe. So, our, I mean, Gabriel Jesus did score on his birthday. Do we, do we see Gabriel Jesus? Isn't his birthday December 25th? Hey. <laughs> it's also Easter. So. Oh, that's a good um, point. Yeah. Uh, so second birthday. Um, what's his name? Jesus did score. Is he going to be it next season? Because he scored a goal, or, or, or do we believe? I'm not saying good. No, he's just linking it. He's trying like, to create a link. Yeah, no, like, do right. we think that he's going to be the starting striker next season? And they're actually like, are we calling Pep's bluff, Pep's bluff here? I think. Look, it's possible. If, if they, the, okay, the options for, for like good new strikers, as we've discussed, are very limited. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but Alex, there but, are people out there, like the Celtic dude, the, like yeah. there's a couple of people, you don't have to be completely world-class, but you could come in and do a better job than Jesus. Like there's enough of those. I don't Wait, disagree. I just think, Edward? Yeah, yeah, like I'm just saying this, that caliber of player, it doesn't have to be, a, you don't have to go get Lewandowski. I'm just saying you can go and get, someone who's better than Jesus, who's not a world-class player, just because, you know, there aren't a lot of them up top right now. So I, I don't disagree at all, and I probably would, but the City's transfer policy over the last few years has been, like, very specific guys. Like, we want this guy or we don't do it. Apart from Nathan Ake. Can't explain that one. But, like, I, I'm just <laughs> or not... Or Ferran Torres. Oh. Can't explain that either. Eh, he was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Valencia were going out of business. <laughs> um, but... I don't know. I don't yeah, see Pepe. I, 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 I don't see know. Pepe sitting there in the summer with his notepad, being an absolute psycho and not enjoying the sun. And his wife is begging him to go out, and he's sitting there trying to make you know perfect city elevens. And he has Jesus up there. I just don't but, like. I can't imagine that. The problem is that um, if they're not going to spend 150 million, which I don't think they will, on Holland, like they they if like they have to go into the season doing something, and. Remember, if they after Jesus, their sub striker is Liam Delap or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. <laughs> who is very talented, but they, they like need 18. something. They need here's something. Thing. Here's here's again a random thought relieve Barca of Griezmann. Griezmann would work well at City, How about he would, that? he would also work well at Liverpool for Firmino. I'm just saying, someone, someone, Griezmann, but Barca want to see the back of him. You he might be able to get him at a discount. Yeah, they What's want a discount. Sixty million? That's 50. even too much. Fifty for a thirty-year-old? That's way too much. Bernie, the, Manchester City are not a football club. They're a country with like <laughs> money is not money is not an object. Money is not an option, and they're just trying to win short-term the Champions League. If they don't win the Champions League this season, they will go and buy a striker. Okay. I'm just saying Griezmann is an option. I like it. All right, fine, let's do it. <laughs> 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 Make the call. 
Thank you, Bernie. I'll get on it. <laughs> All right. Can we move on from Manchester City yeah, now? Yeah, we, we can rattle on now. Okay, perfect. Uh, Aston Villa beat Fulham through what we covered that. Um, Ralph Hasenhuttle, Bernie, he beat Burnley. So from 2-0 down. Where are I, you on the hill? Who's I'm on the hill? a little bit further down the hill. Okay. A little bit. All I right. can still see the summit, but just a little bit further down. Fair enough. Speaking of uh, Pope, he made some, I mean, I know he conceded three, but there were some incredible saves in there from him. Mm-hmm. Um, Everton are rubbish and drew 1-1 against Crystal Palace. Hamas uh, scored a goal with his right foot. That doesn't happen very often. Good goal. I think I think I have uh, as as uninspiring as they are. Hudson teams just seem to be solid enough, and I think he's done just enough. And I, I'm happy with what he's doing. Like, yes, yeah, sure, they're not playing the most flair football in the world, but when he comes into somewhere, I just feel like he really makes them solid. I, I frankly, I think it's, but I've said this before. I think it's remarkable that a man who is like what eighty ish <laughs> is even chatting to these guys. <laughs> like, Eze, <laughs> chatting to Eze. <laughs> like, I love Roy Hodgson. I think he's a wonderful bloke, but like him walking into the changing room with his like nine chins and just like, I don't I, like, I, I love that it works, but I have no yeah, idea. There's how like it works. drill music and like there's all this stuff going on and he's trying to communicate like how to play a 4 3 3. I'm yeah. convinced that he's never had a conversation with Wolf Saha. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't see it. Who are you calling, fam? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. We've done it. Excellent. Champions League. Yes. Uh, you know, in, insert jingle here. The champions. <laughs> uh, Real Madrid against Liverpool. We've got a question uh, from Raul um, who says, should Madrid Thibaut Courtois wear a Loris Carrius mask to encourage Liverpool to take speculative shots from distance, thereby preventing them from taking high percentage shots? I think <laughs> this is an excellent plan. Well, to be fair, to score against, I mean, I guess I get Carriers did that, but really to clinch the game, it needed to be one of the best goals in the, in, you know, Champions League <laughs> history from Bale. So it goes both ways. It did, you know, uh, didn't stop them that day. But um, who's going to go through here? It's really hard. These are, you know what? This has been, this is one of the best bracket quarterfinals in a long time in the Champions League. Every game looks really good. And then Agreed. the next games look really good. Like from here on, the Champions League is going to be fire. Mm-hmm. I, I'm it's... I'm just going to go Real Madrid. I I think Liverpool's defense is just too bad to keep <sighs> the sauciest man on earth out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna play with Kabak and Nathaniel Phillips, I don't think he will. I think he'll play Fabinho at center back. Um, I I just don't see him playing that center back pairing against Madrid, man. Like he should, but I don't know. That's a really interesting question. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be very interested to hear what Liverpool and thinks about that. Although, frankly, we're running out of time because the game's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be fascinating. I think, Madrid, fascinating. I think Madrid just edge it on just stability alone. I think Madrid Mark, will win. Will win tomorrow. Although Liverpool have been way better away from home than they have at home. But it's the midfield of Casemiro, Modric, potentially Cruz. What's the other guy that I really like? Young guy. Um, of oh, uh, Valverde, yeah. So I just think they're going to be super solid there. Some chaos on the wings with Vinicius, etc. Even though they're not the best, but chaos with with the informed Benzema, and then you've got the Ramos, Varans. You know, I think they should. If they don't, that's on them. But I think they're favorites. Ramos penalty for sure at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Salah he's bringing out, it down. He's out the whole thing, right? Oh, he's out. Yeah, he's out the whole thing. And it oh. wasn't an April Fool's joke. It was for real. But right. then, but Salah worked his shoulder for nothing. He's been working it out for like weeks. <laughs> uh, okay, well, right. that's that's that. Uh, Bayern PSG. Hmm. Bayern man. PSG Bayern. coming off a one 0 loss in the league. PSG is just not solid. If, if you just know the word, what, what I mean by solid, I just don't see them being solid over two legs. They're a bunch of bums, okay? That's just that's what they are. Like, they get bailed out by like some flair. I just feel like Bayern will have too much organization and game plan for them. I think that's fair. As, as talented as Mbappe is, like, is Alfonso... Is, Davies injured? Is he injured? Is he fit? That's probably no. He, he probably played for Canada last like week. Scoring eleven goals over the international. Break. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, he's not going to push and run past Alfonso Davies now, is he? So, no, tough one there. Actually, I mean, that is 
Alfonso is one of the only people in the world that might be able to catch Mbappe. Yeah, the problem is Mbappe on plays one. on the left though, so he's not going to be with Davies. Like, he, yeah, I, I think he's going to stay away from him. That that would be a good. That's a good idea for him. But on the counter, <laughs> etc., off a corner, yeah, we'll. I'm sure we'll see them at one point running up against each other. That would be fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. Man City Dortmund. Peppers obviously big Dortmund big time. Can I? Can I tell you my prediction when the lineups come out? <laughs> <laughs> because, because has Pepe overthought it? Yeah, as like you know, you have Ruben Diaz playing false nine. I can predict a Dortmund win, <laughs> but you know, so it really depends on. No, I don't even need the game to start. I just need an hour before the game. Show me the lineup. I'll tell you what's gonna happen. On on God, if like Dortmund managed to pull a Leon and just completely bamboozle Pep, like I wanted the next episode of the Koshcast will be. Destruction and total chaos. I think, I think it should be a eulogy for Pep. <laughs> is what it should be because that's it. It's over. Like another Monaco, another Leon. Like they've gone out. Like when you look at the teams they've gone out against in the Champions League over the last couple of seasons, it's a disgrace. It's that's nobody true. major. Like it's just mm-hmm. not good enough. At least you know, go and lose against the eventual winners or something. But don't go out to Leon and Monaco and all that stuff. I, I just don't think that this sixth or seventh Spurs, place, whatever Dortmund are, placed not in the Champions League spots that probably won't get there. I don't think that they're even that useful enough to, to trouble City, unfortunately. But Dortmund just can't defend and they haven't had a goalkeeper for years. I, I don't know what Roman Berkey is still doing there. Um, so yeah, I, I can't. I You know, it would be delicious if Dortmund did it, but I can't see it. Just can't. Porto, Chelsea? 10 men, Porto, but, you know, 11-11, yeah, Chelsea will probably take that one. It's just the problem is when a team like Chelsea goes through by being completely solid and not mm-hmm. scoring enough on the other side, all it takes is one mistake, one corner, something, and the whole game plan falls apart. Like, it's good while it works, but it's very risky. Like, you don't have a plan B almost. I feel like, okay, Chelsea can be super solid, nil-nil for a long time, and try and nick that one. But one, you know, all it takes is one little mistake from Mendy with his, with the ball at his feet, or one corner or something. And then Chelsea, can they come back and score, you know, two goals, three goals? If Tuchel wants to win this thing, start Giroud. James and Chilwell and cross the ball to Giroud's freaking head. Whip it. For the goals and then take him off if you want. Stop messing around with this Werner bullshit. Like, just put Giroud on. That man is a living legend. (laughs) (laughs) Completely agree. Uh, We've covered this, but like, Werner plays every game. It does feel like it's in the contract. It's really to annoying. be fair, the thing is, he brings things even when he's playing bad, which is why he keeps playing. He's pacey, he pushes it past, he gets in good positions. He's he's still smart. It just the last final ball is not working for him right now. But like, he's still useful playing. It's just not as good as we wanted to. Be. Re- really quick question: What should Tammy Abraham do? Like, for Leave, I would, I was thinking about that, and there's actually in the Arsenal Twitter Twitter realms, his name came up in like potential Lacazette replacements kind of thing. I, I was thinking about this from a United standpoint. I think he could be like not like he's not like it Cavani now, replacement, but I think he could be like really good if he's yep. given the run of games, the right like attention. Manager likes him, all that stuff. I like him. He's the type of guy that I'm like, why not buy him and then. Like, I'm not opposed to buy him and see what happens type of guys. Like, well, I'm United honest. United seem to always fare better when you have a little bit more of a focal point as opposed to Rashford, Martial, and whoever, like, all running around. I, I, and I think he would fit because they're mates and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. Something about Abraham that I think it can work. I don't know. I, I think he's great. I think we saw in the last season at Chelsea, his first season in the Premier League with a, with a nonsense manager in Lampard, and a, like a young team and he scored what 23 goals i think like he had a phenomenal season for for a rookie so to speak and then this season he's just not getting a look in so i think chelsea are making a mistake there like they did with tomori and if they choose to let him go there will be a lot of clubs that would be very very interested so he's going to spurs okay good <laughs> be better than venetius <laughs> jesus uh, what's the next one that we have to, we have on the Champions League? Awesome. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's yeah, it. Man. Quarterfinals, son. <laughs> It'll um, be interesting, though. I'm looking forward to 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 this uh, to this Champions League kind of run. It's going to be fun. Question: We know that Inter Milan aren't we're gonna are going to win Serie A, which mm-hmm. I horrendously predicted against. I'll admit that. 
Syria, um, not Syria. La Liga. La, La Liga, call mm-hmm. it. Call it. Well, I'm sorry, but this is a f- huge bottle job by Simeone. Huge. I mean, Barca weren't even a football club three weeks ago. <laughs> and Madrid were having issues with their you know, manager that got them four Champions Leagues in like five minutes and et cetera, et cetera. Like, and they were eight points or whatever ahead and they were cruising. And now with 29 games played, they're only a point ahead of Barcelona and three points ahead of Madrid. It's just not good enough. And this was their season to win it. And I do I think they're going to do it? No, I don't think they will. I'm going to give it to Barcelona. Funny enough, I'm going to do the same thing. I just don't trust Madrid for some reason. And Barca... If if you're gonna if you're at this point, it's whoever flukes it is gonna win. Like it's not like brilliant football, whatever. It's stumble across and get there. And if you have Messi, you have the you have the the, the ace, right? Like, and is but Barca he, are so bad, Bernie. Barca are so bad. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Is he doing like a documentary? I I don't know why I remember something about this, like a messy documentary this season oh is it or did someone just make it up as like he's going to man city and then do a last dance okay yeah so whatever that theory goes out the window because i thought there would be a great messy last dance documentary like (laughs) we were shit i wanted to leave i stayed and we 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 came back and won well it was one of those remember when he came out with that microphone at cap now saying i want well i'll leave barcelona to the champions league or whatever it was that meme (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then aguero's like i'm not leaving city until we win the champions league they're made for each other bro yeah true (laughs) Um, what do you think yeah, I, I think they'll bottle it. I think it's been coming for the last few weeks. I think if you and I think this is very similar to the point that Mo made about Chelsea, which is that if you are if your thing is like scraping a win, like at a certain point, if you if you drop form, the the one nil win or the two one win turns into a draw, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been seeing from them over the last few, over the last few weeks. And I think momentum is too is too important, and they don't have it anymore. Mm. Agree. What about uh, league? Uh, like five points separating the top four teams: Lille, PSG, Monaco, Lyon. You think PSG are going to do it eventually at the end? Yes, only because Jonathan David is now injured, <laughs> and he was scoring a lot of goals, doing very well. Not to say I know enough about Lille to know where their other goals will come from, but it's a little bit dodgy when Jonathan David is injured for the rest of the season. So. They got Barak Ilmaz has been doing doing his old. He's got like a hat trick in international. Bro, Turkey won the World Cup at this international (laughs) break. (laughs) You could hear the chanting from here. Yeah, Um, but looking at the stable, so the goal difference for the top four teams is like 32, 45, 26, 29 for the top four teams. Then in fifth place, Lons or Lon, whatever you want to say, drops down to four. (laughs) It's a horrendous drop from fourth. I look forward to watching them in the Europa League. <laughs> what I hope happens is that uh, Monaco managed to win it. I like, I like, I've always liked Monaco. Mm. And by the way, this is Pochett has the worst record of any PSG manager in the Qatari era. Just saying, this is not very good. But hopefully, well, if, he he, if, if he wins the Champions League, it's all forgiven. That's all. That's all. Mate, I actually want him to win the Champions League in some twisted way. I think it's more than forgiven. I think like he gets like some of the Sheikh's inheritance. Like it's that important. <laughs> he gets citizenship. Yeah, yeah, everything. He gets like <laughs> barrels of oil. Like it's all going down. <laughs> you know, they usually they pour like champagne <laughs> over the head or whatever. <laughs> Freaking Oktoberfest, but with beer. I mean, with oil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think that's it. Good stuff. Yeah, at least football's back, man. This international break killed me. Like, I know, Bernie, you were talking about need a break, but no. By the end of it, I was like, this is stupid. T- to be yeah. honest, by the end of the weekend, I was like, I mean, obviously, it went my way, most of it. <laughs> like, I was very happy with it. Yeah, I think United basically gained points on everybody except, forget City. Well, Liverpool, stat, I guess. But stat. When Tuchel came in, they were nine points behind my United. They went on. They went on the run of the century, and they're still nine points behind my United. <laughs> to be fair, I think United's run has been a bit not given the attention it has, just because you guys are not in the mix. So it's like you kind of separated yourself from the pack. Um, so it's kind of gone under the radar a little bit. But I think your run yeah. has been good with, with, with the manager who did the best results in the time, and then didn't get the award that he deserved. Bro, I'm, I'd be I'd be the happiest. Ham, but, you know, I'd, so, I'd be yeah. the happiest person on earth if you keep your manager. Don't worry, it's all good. I know you would because we'd still <laughs> be coming second and above you and doing really well. So. Sorry, was, did you just say that Ole should have won Manager of the Year? No, no, month. month. 
Oh. That who was could, why who cares? No. <laughs> just just saying. Because I like fandom is contractually every when, podcast. When there's an agenda, you start to care more and more about the details. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. When you say that he's gonna finish eighth and then he's second, then you say I would love it if he's, if he's there because they're not gonna be in the Champions League spots, but then they do. You have to console yourself by saying I would love it if he's still the manager, because then they still finish he has in the top before. four and above you guys. So you know, your logic starts to dissipate. That's all I'm saying. And it's a wonderful he, way. He to has end. overperformed. I'll give him that. Like you yeah. can't take that away from him. Oh, he's, he's massively outperforming his XG. <laughs> it's actually not. But again, it's facts, guys. Come on, Ole, not the team. Things. Even he's not. No, factually, no. Yeah, but he started. He started to park at Alex good. Ferguson's spot. <laughs> <laughs> that is a factual thing to yes. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Alex? No, although just <laughs> very quickly on Alex Ferguson, I did see someone, an Arsenal fan, posting a picture of a headline from like 19, late 80s, being like, Fergie needs to go. And then the tweet was like, oh, you, you people calling for Arteta need to look at this. Oh, right. oh my God. You know? Yeah. So You mean a manager who had won the European Cup winners' cup, won the league, we're doing this for Arteta? It's not our, it's not Arteta's fault that he wasn't a manager first. So. Alex, Alex, let's not go question. into Pirlo territory right now, please. I, <laughs> I know we're I know we're trying to wrap up here, but very quick, yes or no? Would you next season take Gerardo Arteta at Arsenal? No, okay. no. That's you? Not, it's popped up. I'm just saying. It's hey, don't ask me. I wanted Mourinho, so don't ask me. Anything. <laughs> That's a big admission. It's yeah, a big yeah. admission. Well, we'll I, I'm there. not saying I wanted him. I'm just saying when it was bubbling around, you were like, interested. Yeah, let's let's give it. Yeah, that was Well, his logic was, I'm so depressed. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> Hit me. Hit me. <laughs> All right, lads. Cheers. All right. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Yeah.